It's a new day. Yes, it is. Wakey, wakey. Time to get up. Good morning, citizens. Open at them. Fresh and shine. This is your wake-up call, people. Come on. The coffee's on. We're going to get you guys circulating on Christian radio. I understand young people. I know what's hip. I know what's on. I know what's lit. I know what's fleet. I'm a nerd, and uh, I'm pretty proud of it. Rise and shine, nerds. Welcome to the Back Row Morning Show, a part of the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. I'm Station Manager Matt. And I'm Matt, and we're the... You're Matt. (laughs) (laughs) We're Matt and Matt. Back Row Morning Show here on Love Thy Nerd. Oh, man. Mo's having an identity crisis. We take Thanksgiving off, come back on Monday, and Mo doesn't know who she is. (laughs) 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 We are the official exclusive morning show for LT and radio. Oh, man. Oh, I'm about to pee myself. Starting off this week with a bang. Wow. Okay. Yep. Zero point two seconds in. Yep. And and all of Love Thy Nerd shows and podcasts air on LTN Radio first. Oh. And you also find an amazing mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie all week long. My face hurts already. <laughs> oh man, that's right. So if you're oh. listening to our show on podcast, you're late. And you're missing out on all we have to offer. Check out LTNOnAir.com or download the Live 365 app. Search and favorite LTN Radio. <laughs> Today on the show, we're talking best albums right, of 2020 with AA batteries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll get it later. Okay. We- <laughs> Will <laughs> we- I? We've also, <laughs> we've also got a Who Said It quiz, Twitter poll, five random facts, and more. But first, today is Monday, November 30th, 2020, and we've got some holidays to celebrate. That's right. Uh, <laughs> it's National Computer Security Day, so secure those computers. <laughs> it's also National Mason Jar Day. So, Mason, so those jars. jar those masons. <laughs> and it's Cyber Monday. Cyber Monday, everybody, which, I mean, I feel like it's all Cyber Monday this year. Uh, yeah. Right? I mean, everything. Absolutely. Black Friday didn't really exist because every store is trying not to do a normal Black Friday. So they've been spreading it out all month uh, and really hyping online deals. You agree with that, Matt? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Yes, I do. Actually. (laughs) Man, just I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. If. If at any point throughout the rest of the day you hear me just simultaneous, no, not spontaneously, <laughs> spontaneously break out into laughter, just know it's because I remembered that I <laughs> called myself Matt. <laughs> I mean, we always say we're we're the same person, but we're taking it a little too far. I'm taking it up a notch today. <laughs> just trying it on for size. <laughs> Thanksgiving is officially over. Uh, It's no secret that a large swath of governors, and even nationally, there there were calls for socially distanced Thanksgiving, uh, virtual Thanksgiving, uh, no more than 10 people in your house, no more than three families in your extended family, 
over in certain places. Only do it outdoors. Uh, wear face masks the entire time. Only taking it down for 10 seconds at a time for quick, short bites. All these just whew, crazier and crazier as we go down the list. Uh, now, I don't know how many folks actually did <laughs> follow these rules for Turkey Day. Uh, most of the people I have talked to told me, haha, yeah, no. Uh, when it comes to pretty much all of those. Uh, but it seems like uh, Dr. Fauci and others are also saying might as well kiss Christmas goodbye with the extended family. Uh, what do you think? What do you think about that? I think it's garbage. <laughs> I mean, we, did you have a socially distanced Thanksgiving? I did not. <laughs> I did, but I did not. If we did travel, yeah, we went to our neighboring state. We... Went to see. Um, I had it with the Wellborns, right? Yeah, yeah. We went to see our old our old friends who now live in the great state of Texas, which is truly where I am trying to find a house right now. <laughs> they are currently, much freer than us yes. here in New Mexico. <laughs> and I guess that's um, been true of Texas's entire life, right? So, I mean, yeah, always. Yeah. Now I'm understanding why they consider themselves <laughs> their own nation because. Like Kara, they, they, they do what be. they want. Because they could be tomorrow <laughs> if they decide. Yeah. They're like, yeah, you know what? We're going to do this on and our own. And we're done. Yeah. <laughs> um, but for the most part, they <laughs> social distance on a daily basis anyway. You know, Kara homesco- homeschools the girls. That's they, true. And they don't like know, live in a overly crowded area yeah, at all. Yeah. No. Okay. So it Social was, distance for everybody else. Yeah, but. And y'all were close enough that y'all could. Yeah. Hang out, and if one of y'all had the secret creeping crud, yeah. oh well. Yeah, That's we'll find out <laughs> if yeah. I get sick. So I'll find out if you have. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so I mean, what about Christmas? Now, Christmas, you're staying here, right? Yeah, we're yeah. staying here for Christmas. Yeah. Is anybody supposed to be coming in for Christmas with you guys? Um, my sister has talked about it, but I don't. I don't think that's actually going to be able to happen. But your actual sister. Yeah, your sister-in-law. Okay. No, my sister. My little sister, who is not little. She's bigger than me. She's taller than me. She's taller than you. How old is she now? Uh, she will be... Wow. Um, she will be... Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be 17 in January. She's going to be 17 already? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She, yeah, she is taller than you. It's yeah. crazy. But by like a foot, she's taller <laughs> than me. N- n- no joke. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't think that we're actually doing anything for Christmas, but I mean, maybe we'll go sing carols on people's lawn. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, yeah, we, uh, we have extended family here. You know, we have Mm -hmm. my, my Mm in-laws and my, uh, brother and sister-in-law family, whole family, mm-hmm. but we're together on a day, you know, weekly basis anyway at church and multiple times throughout the week. And, uh, grandparents watch the kids, uh, at least every Thursday, if not mm-hmm. more. So we like, we feel fine going over for Thanksgiving. We'll feel fine going over for Christmas. Yeah. We all, we are all constantly exposed to each other anyhow. So we're not going to wear masks, Yeah, you know, cause that's ridiculous. Especially while we're eating, because mm-hmm. that's dumb. Uh, I feel like we might be losing some <laughs> listeners. If Look, if you, you disagree if with me, you, that's fine. It's my personal opinion. That's right. If you choose to wear a mask, you don't think it's dumb, 
That is. Oh, your... and there are certainly certainly situations where you definitely sure, should. Sure, sure. If you are getting together with extended family that you aren't regularly exposed to, probably a good idea. Especially if you're older and there's a lot of young kids. Yeah, probably a great idea. Mm-hmm. But like I said, level of exposure for us changing the rules just for Thanksgiving would have been pointless mm-hmm. and dumb. Yeah. Uh, so same thing is going to go for Christmas, I believe. Uh, is it wrong to say I kind of want to catch COVID? Um, I know it might sound a little insensitive. That's yeah. That's is not it really wrong? what I'm trying. No, to, that's not but really it does what I'm trying come to do. off insensitively just simply because of the number of sure, lives lost. Sure, sure, but sure. And I, I understand do, that. I get your point. Um, I think for someone who is relatively healthy yeah. and. I'd like to. It has I'd a ninety-nine like percent chance of survival, guys. I'd like so. to just get it over with because yeah. the odds are we're gonna. Most of us are gonna get it at some point, anyhow. I'd like to just get it and be done. So um, I did find out recently that there are six different strands, which I think there's six of them now. There are six Last different strands. Four, I think. Six different strands, and you can test positive for up to three months after. Having COVID, Ugh. still no symptoms or, okay, you've basically essentially kicked it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're over done. the cold, but you're still going to test positive for up to three months, could test positive for up to three months. And then after three months, your body no longer has immunity. This is what I'm being told now. Your body no longer has immunity. You can get another strand you could, of of the one, Fun. one of the six strands. Yeah. Fun. So, yeah, this whole time I've just been like banking on the fact that I've already had it. I had it in January yeah. when we went on our cruise. And then but now you know you could still probably uh-huh. get it. <laughs> and then this comes out and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. Well, here's the, I mean, here's the problem. And it's been the same problem since the beginning. There, the vast majority of people can get it and not experience, well, not the vast majority, I guess, but a very large percentage of people can get it and not experience any symptoms. Yeah. Especially when you consider children who mm-hmm. can just carry it pretty much and spread it, but not have any negative effects. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who can get it and basically just experience, you know, a mild cold like mm-hmm. symptoms that they get every year, likely, and they'll be just fine. Yeah. And all of those people can have it and not know they have it long before they ever actually show any kind of symptoms if they ever do at all mm-hmm. and spread it just willy-nilly. Go to mm-hmm. the store, go whatever, blah, blah, blah. Still be wearing masks, sure. But no no masks are only slightly more effective than not wearing masks right. in the long run. Uh, and you're going to touch your face. Everybody still does it constantly. There's nothing you can really do. They're involuntary. It's something you've involuntarily taught yourself to do your entire life since before birth right you can't just i'm never gonna touch my face again you were in the womb touching your face it's like it's like try and never stop thinking about your own breathing you know yeah it's an involuntary thing You, you you can stop and think about it for a while and be conscious of breathing and actually feel yourself actively doing it but eventually you go back to doing your own life, thinking about something else, and your body just keeps doing it for you. We're all kind of breathing stuff. together yeah. now. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's just it's impossible to quell. Yeah, it's impossible to stop. Even when we get a vaccine, 
it's still going to act the same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really want these vaccines to hurry up and get those spread out. Hopefully by middle of the year next year, we'll have enough herd immunity because of those that we can kind of transition back to our daily lives. Uh, but then again, we have Fauci saying, now you're going to you should probably just keep wearing masks even after herd immunity is reached after mm-hmm. the vaccine. I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to. Can I propose an idea? You can. Are you ready? I'm never. Okay. But. This, <laughs> I, I have really long thought processes and then I kind of word vomit those thought processes on my husband. And so he gets to hear all of these things. Okay. But the other day I was saying how, you know, after we received the thousands of emergency alerts <laughs> in a day. Um, Zombie uprising outside, stay indoors. Right? Goodness. <laughs> um, I was telling him, I have great respect for the process of trying to not overwhelm our hospitals and yes, trying to not absolutely. deplete our medical supplies. To me, that 100%, I can get behind that. Give me that argument every single day and I will say, yep, I get it on board with you. But here's the thing. Here's where it fails. What we're doing now continually fails because across the board, across the nation, we're all being told stay inside this amount of time. Do not leave. Okay. And so for X amount of time, most of the people, a good majority of the people are in fact staying inside. They're not exposing themselves. Their immunity is weakening. Immunity to the virus is weakening. Okay. The second that it's lifted, lockdowns are lifted and we go outside, the virus is still there. Mm-hmm. And we now we ex- have uh-huh. worse immune systems. Yeah. Our immune system is <clears throat> intolerable of it, less tolerable than it was however many weeks prior. Yeah. And that is when we start to see the uptick and we start to see hospitals get overwhelmed again. Okay. Can I just throw out there? How about we take state by state? How about we say, you know what, North Carolina for this amount of time, we need for you guys to be on lockdown. Let's just kind of get things back for the state, get things back under wraps. You'll be good. If we have to do a couple of states, you guys, you're you're on lockdown. You're on hold just for a little bit. Just let us get things under control and slowly go throughout every state until we're able to slowly build up, not only build up herd immunity with the people who are no longer on lockdown, but we are also able to build back up um, our hospital staffing, they're able to get some the much-needed rest that they need. We're able to get the supplies in our hospitals that we need. It, to me, that just makes a lot more sense to small number lockdown, small number bring it in, and then slowly over time just the whole population goes through a period of lockdown and then a period of herd immunity Yeah, all at once. Yeah, I mean, and that might work. But at the same time, we just don't know what's working. <laughs> That's the thing. So <laughs> why not try something new? Yeah. Why not yeah. try my idea? That would take a lot of uh, states coordinating, which it we just would. don't like to do. 
Well, you know, we are, in fact, called the United States of America. So why not come together? That's a novel idea, don't you think? What? United? And be a united front together. I agree with you. I got to try something. Whatever's happening now ain't working. And it's the same thing that we've done all year, essentially. But, you know, at the same time... Well, not at the same time. It's not in. It's not in comparison to your, what you said. Um, what I don't understand is why we're acting surprised that the numbers are going back up. Because I remember back in April when things were starting to get better. Dr. Fauci and everyone was saying, "When winter rolls around, we're going to see another spike." Yeah, like people were knowing this was going to happen, and yet. We're having our governor lecture us, saying, oh, we're not wearing masks enough. We're not socially distancing enough. We're wearing masks. We can't get into the stores without them. There are people at every door saying, you can't come in without a mask. Mm -hmm. Some are even handing masks out, saying, you have to wear this. Yeah. People are mostly complying. There are are a lot of people that aren't wanting to, and those people are just protesting by not going places. Yeah. That's, That's what's happening, which is what you want anyway. Exactly. So I, I would be more... I guess I'd be less upset with this whole stuff if we weren't being lectured like children yeah. all the time, which I feel like is what we're what's happening. Yeah. Uh, it's just like you said, you know, just come out and be honest about things. Saying, "Look, oh, it's winter time. We're seeing the predicted rise of the cases again, and we need to take some drastic measures just to make sure we don't overwhelm the hospital." Mm-hmm. Just be straight up about it don't guilt us into things yeah don't wag your freaking finger at us over the zoom call Mm -hmm. every week uh -hmm. it's like i bit somebody's finger for wagging that at me (laughs) when things were going great uh our governor got all like the credit in the world and then when things started going south well it's everybody who doesn't want to follow the rules like well there were the same amount of people not wanting to follow the rules when things are going great Yeah. And uh, two, it's frustrating to know that when things are going great, we're still getting lectured. Mm -hmm. We're still getting things are going great because this, this, this and this. Now you better keep doing it. They could be better. Yeah. If you'd get on board. Yeah. Ah, You know what? You know what I really would love? For us to have a morning show where we don't talk about COVID. <laughs> Not going to happen. I know. <laughs> this is life, Mo. This is life. This is what everybody's living as we speak. But, but <laughs> All right. But we'll take a break at least. We'll take um, a break right here. Okay. When we come back, pop up Carolyn. But first, a new back row binge watch. Stick around. Did you sleep here? Only for a few hours. Guess where Rich is from. Couldn't have been crazy town. You'd have gone to high school together. Santa Fe, New Mexico. Nobody gets out of Santa Fe without learning how to make a pot. 45% Hispanic, fifth highest Native American population. They eat and breathe clay there. I think some of this research may have been done on Wikipedia. You're mocking me? You. No, no, no. Fine, fine, fine. Go ahead. Mock me. Oh, Jeff. You're gold blooming. Gold blooming? <laughs> I, uh, 
I, I, I don't know what that means. So look, I have work to do before class because I want to catch Rich when he slips out. In episode 19 of season one of Community, we see Jeff, Winger, Annie, and Abed join the ultimate blow-off class, beginner pottery. You don't even have to make a good pot. People pass it in the hallway and get a contact credit. Of course, what Jeff didn't expect was to be in that class with somebody who seemed naturally talented. Jeff Winger has always been the most talented one in the room, and now he's finding himself bested. And more than that, Jeff is terrible at pottery. He's never been terrible at anything that he can remember. And in fact, he's been reinforced with the idea that he's probably one of the best people, just, you know, ever. A lot of us are like that. We have a very successful life. We're good at a lot of things. Sometimes we're naturally gifted in a lot of areas, and then we find something that we're terrible at. And we usually find that out when we try it next to somebody who actually knows what they're doing and just realize how far behind we really are. And in situations like that, admit it, that's when your green-eyed monster comes out because you think... It was supposed to be you! Jeff became obsessed with proving that Rich, the doctor, who was naturally gifted, wasn't naturally gifted. That he was an expert already. And you know what? We find out at the very end, he was right. But that doesn't matter. The lesson here is not about what Rich could do. It's about what Jeff could do. If he's bad at pottery, what does that really matter? In 1 Corinthians 12, verses 14 and then 16 through 18, the Bible says this, For the body of Christ does not consist of one member, but of many. And if the ear should say, Because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? As it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. God blesses us all with different gifts, different talents, different ministry focuses. Just because we all can't do the same thing doesn't mean we aren't important. In fact, it means we are vital to keeping the whole body of Christ properly working. So even if your mother fudged a bit when she said you're one of the most special kids on the planet, just remember this healthier truth. You're going to be great at a few things, but really crappy at many more. And that takes a lot of the pressure off. Catch a new Back Row Binge Watch every Monday on the Back Row Morning Show, exclusively on LTN Radio. Welcome back to the Back Row Morning Show. I'm Station Manager Matt. (laughs) I wanted to do it. You wanted to do it on purpose? (laughs) And I couldn't. And I'm Mo. (laughs) You're listening on Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. Remember that all of our shows air first on LTN Radio during the actual morning hours. And we'd love to kick off your day with some humor and fun. That's right. You can head over to LTNOnAir.com and see the schedule. And also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone device. You can also enable LTN Radio as a skill on your Echo devices. And then you can simply ask Alexa to play Love Thy Nerd. Hey, before we do anything else, I got five random facts. Bring them on. About the mason jar. Really? Mm-hmm. There are five facts about there the mason are, jar? There are five facts. I think there were only eight. So, okay. you know. I mean, uh, it's believable. <laughs> the mason jar was named after its inventor, John Landis Mason. <laughs> Bill he- Jar. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be a swerve, a fun swerve there? Uh, he invented and patented the jar. That's a weird word for me to patented? say. Yeah, patented? Yeah, patented the yeah, jar in 1858. The lid was actually invented before the jar. 
Okay. But what was it litting? Um, I don't know. It's that whole, <laughs> did the chicken or the egg come first? Well, we know the answer here, but it doesn't Weird. Doesn't, doesn't make help. sense. <laughs> uh, Mason jar brand is the most popular of all canning brands. 17 jars are made per second to keep up with the demand. That's actually very surprising. Yeah. 17 per second. And the reason why it's surprising is because mason jars are pretty sturdy. Like, they don't really break all that often. That's true. So like I ha- We bought a set of four for drinking cups. We've had them for years. Yeah. We've dropped them multiple times. Mm-hmm. No cracks, no nothing. Yeah, because they're meant for canning. Right, right, right. But I'm saying that they, they, they don't. There's there's very little waste when it, when right. you get them. You don't really go through them. There's not a lot of turnover in your kitchen with mason jars. Yeah. So the fact that they're still having to pump out 17 a, a minute, second? A second. 17 a second. See, but I wonder, I've never, I shouldn't say I've never. I canned with my grandmother once when I was 15. But I am not a canner by any means. So I wonder if once you use... Once you can with mason jars. Then you can't after you've used it the first time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, I don't know either, but anyway. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Mason jars are considered a collector's item and have gone for more than $1,000 on Etsy. That, no. Yep. <laughs> I can get it for four, oh, sorry, for four ninety nine at Walmart. I don't know what you're saying sorry for. I touched your foot (laughs) and lastly if you laid all scandalized (laughs) if you laid all the mason jars that were sold in 2015 end to end they would circle the earth okay you know what those are some solid mason jar facts you're welcome (laughs) by bill jar william f jar uh, <laughs> all right. Before we go to our main topic, we want to remind you that the Back Row Morning Show is now just one of several podcasts in the Love Thy Nerd Podcast Network. We are the Diet Nerd Show. We don't usually go full nerd, but the rest of our shows do. And today, we want to give you a little taste of one of our Friday afternoon shows, The Pull List. Take a listen to what goes on over there. What else was on my pool? Okay, uh, I mentioned this, and you posted like this week that you know I had convinced you. Um, yep. But that uh, with Amazing Spider-Man dealing with Sin Eater, um, mm-hmm. Sin's rising, and I called it two weeks ago on the last podcast um, that you know it, he they were going to not when this dude killed the bad guys, he was not just killing them; he was removing their sins. Gaining right. their powers, and then they were coming back to life. And then this issue deals with the fact that Spider-Man is completely lost because not only are these bad guys being murdered, they're coming back to life. They're coming back to life repentant and kind. And I'm not going to say perfect, but no, they're coming back as purified, redeemed versions of themselves. So you've got a dude that looks like he's robbing a 7-Eleven, shooting people with a shotgun, taking their sins away and bringing them back to life as redeemed creatures while Spider-Man is lost and confused. Um, uh, it's, it's a fun arc. Um, right yeah, now, Spidey, Spidey's having a moment. <laughs> yeah. This <laughs> is literally that, like Spider-Man banging his head against the wall through the whole thing. Um, so let's, let's pause right there for a second because this is what struck me is 
assuming continuity overlaps in the way that it, it generally does, Spider-Man's going through this just after his interactions with Daredevil on a similar problem. Yeah. Did you, did you catch that part? Because that's the part that made me stop and go, oh, snap, is Spidey's appearances in the Daredevil, the current Daredevil arc has been to tell Daredevil to you, you don't kill, stop doing the things or I'm going to come back and whoop you. And then the Sin Eater thing happens in his normal day to day existence. And he's faced with basically the same problem, except this dude's got guys coming back to life and they seem OK and everything. And Spidey's like, what? <laughs> And if anybody should have that kind of like redemption power, it should be Daredevil. Yeah. So on a not creepy evil way with with Peter, like starting to like bang his head on the wall. When I thought about that in the additional context, like he has to be beyond confused because he's like, but wait, why? And then, of course, there is the weird thing of where the arc kind of has us right now is his one quasi friend there. um, Overdrive. Is that what? that dude's name is yeah um you had an interaction with the sin eater but is different than the others somehow and we're waiting to see what that actually means and how that plays out so yep you you made you made me read the thing i just wanted to go on record that when i told hector no seriously watch the clone wars and star wars rebels it took him like three years I waited a week. Okay, that's the freaking (laughs) seven-season television show. And I picked up the Daredevil issue you told me to the next week. Okay, that's fair. We're even. (laughs) Get off me, man. Uh, (laughs) And I was was doing these are for you. Um, Aw. I was trying to do Spider-Man books for you. Okay. After the new year, you can catch new episodes of The Pool List every other Friday at 5 p.m. Central, and you can subscribe to The Pool List podcast pretty much everywhere. All right, so one of the more common pandemic-friendly Christmas ideas that's been popping up all over the internet is the idea of pop-up caroling. Uh Uh-huh. Have you heard about this one? Mm, I don't know that I've necessarily heard about it, but I have seen people... Like asking. Okay. Well, let, let's let's explain what it would be. Okay. Uh, imagine a whole town talking about the pop-up carolers, a group of carolers that simultaneously shows up at an agreed-upon location at a predetermined time for your church to sing an unsuspecting to an unsuspecting crowd. Think like a flash mob. Mm-hmm. Challenge every church member and guest. This is a great way to get them. Uh, New and old involved. Uh, sign up to show to one one or more pop-ups in town. It's like a 15-minute commitment. Many, many individuals from your church can participate. It's simple. It's fun. It's lively. It's quite entertaining. Uh, this is telling you, you know, recruit a dozen or more leaders who will champion a unique pop-up caroling group. Uh, you'll probably add more later. There are no planned meetings or rehearsals. Each leader determines who, when, and where to carol and submits that info uh, by some November deadline. Extra people who don't want to sing can engage the crowd, inviting folks to church and applauding. The leader also pre-recruits a couple of strong singers and emails uh, reminders to those who signed up uh, to be there. You know, it's 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 a nice idea, these, these flash mob caroling things. Mm-hmm. I've tried to get my friend group to do it for years, and nobody will agree. Well, the problem is it's not a pandemic-friendly idea. No, you're, yeah. It's coming, it's being pushed, it's the pandemic-friendly idea being pushed right now. I've heard it so many times Yeah. in just the last two weeks. Number one, 
what crowds are you going to? Mm-hmm. There ain't no crowds. Yeah. Ain't no malls open. There ain't no gathering anywhere. That's specifically forbidden. And mm-hmm. you adding your own little choir group to the middle, that's already going to exceed the number of people allowed to gather at any given time. Exactly. You're going to stand outside Walmart <laughs> until your 12 people can all come in at one time just, <laughs> just right. to sing. Right. For the one other person that's allowed to be in the room with you. Exactly. Uh, Secondly, you know, one of the reasons why churches have been told to, but definitely aren't, uh, not sing (laughs) on Sundays is because when you sing, you really project those spittle droplets Mm -hmm. much further and in a much more aerosol fashion. Uh, Both of those reasons, really, unless you're going to do it in your mask, but how are you going to really sing a, a Christmas carols really well in your mask, you know? Just <laughs> so I mean, it's it's a cute idea, really, for any other year, not this year. And I don't know why it's being pushed so heavily. As a is no one thinking about it? The only way that I can really see it working is in a parking lot setting, and that like I, I'm envisioning our Albertsons parking lot, and I'm envisioning okay. <sighs> You two cars park over here on this side of the parking lot. You two cars park over here on this side. And then you two cars park over there on that side. So that we're encompassing all of the parking lot (laughs) while staying socially distanced. But everybody has to yell to sing so that we can hear each other. Over all the other cars and the cart noises and the kids and the, yeah, I mean, it's just. I mean, I think it could work. I don't think it would come out to be anything at all like what people are envisioning in their heads. But do, do what you said and give everybody a megaphone. Yeah. Then sing. That would be pretty cool, I think. Mm-hmm. Just a pop-up like Christmas. Uh, what's a good phrase? Christmas uh, invasion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Christmas, Christmassy protests. I don't know. <laughs> this is weird. Well, do you remember when early on in COVID, it was a big thing to stand outside of hospitals and sing? No. Okay. There were quite a few videos that went viral of. I remember I, the thing of the people in lockdown that were like playing instruments over in Italy or France or something. Oh, yeah. No. Here. In the States, um, as hospitals were really getting overrun early on and uh, staff members weren't able to leave for days because, you know, they were understaffed and things of that nature. Um, there were people who were outside of the hospital in their parking lot, had their lights on in their vehicles flashing towards the hospital and they're all playing the same song in their car volumes turned up. And so they're all singing. And then one specific video that I remember there were hospital staff members on a portion of the roof of the hospital. Okay. I think I remember that. Also joining in and singing. Yeah. I think I remember that video. In that regard, I think that it could be really neat. Yeah. You know, I could see it working. In, in it would that need, way. Yeah, but it would need to be planned out much differently than it's been laid out yeah. in this thing, uh, for sure. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. That could be pretty cool. Yeah. The, in, in that in that vein. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
You yeah. wouldn't even have to leave your car necessarily. Yeah. You just roll your windows down. Everybody's playing the same song, same version of the same song because, you know, there's 50,000 jingle bells. Um, well, a good way to do that would be for one of the people to get one of those very local FM transmitter things that you can just put in your in uh-huh. your your uh what's it called that power thing in your car your uh a, the plug the thing the that used USB. to be a smoke detector i mean a, a cigarette lighter not an av <laughs> you know what i'm talking about though the old cigarette lighters what is that I called i don't remember i can't think of the term at all but anyway that thing because uh, I have one, because my car doesn't have uh, Bluetooth, uh, but I want to listen to LTN radio through my phone. So I have this little thing that becomes like a Bluetooth for the car. And so the Bluetooth goes to that thing, and that thing transmits it as an FM uh, station locally. But it would go, it could spread, you know, through a parking lot if people picked up my my signal. And so I could just play the one song from mm-hmm. my phone through that, and everybody's got it tuned to that radio station and blare it loud. And then it would be synced up and it'd be the same. Yep. That could work. That could be really cool. Mm-hmm. I think it could be what genius. What is that called? I don't know. <laughs> I tried to move on and pretend like we didn't look like idiots I'm for very a upset. second. Yeah. Anyway, I think it could be neat. I, yeah. I don't, I don't hate the idea the way you laid it out. Hey, um, what do you know? Matt does not hate my idea. Mind you, for at least six years, I have been trying to convince him and many of our other friends, let's do a flash mob. It would be so fun. (laughs) No, let's not. That doesn't sound fun at all. Thanks, guys. Um, We may never get to do a flash mob now. That's true. The internet doesn't have a name for it either. Socket is all it says. Yeah, that's wrong. <laughs> a car lighter. <laughs> no, that's wrong. Uh, cigarette lighter socket. That's cigarette wrong. lighter receptacle. Absolutely not. <laughs> Somebody is listening to us right now, and they're shouting. At I know. I feel so stupid. Yep. Twelve volt car plug. <laughs> oh dang. I looked up cigarette outlet and it took me to stores to go buy <laughs> cigarettes. <laughs> Come on down to the cigarette. Outlet. Yep. <laughs> we'll keep it lit. All right, guys. Uh, we're going to take a break. We're going to take a break right here and right now. But when we come back, we are going to be talking about the best albums of the year with AA batteries. But first, five not cool things. Cigarette. What's up, everybody? It's Station Manager Matt, and this is Five Not Cool Things. Number 41. Cheap fake soda that is more fizz than liquid. Number 42. Those stickers of Calvin peeing on things. Charming. Number 43. Having to wake up on anyone else's schedule. Number 44. People who walk way too fast. 
I mean, really, are you, you missing dinner or something? Slow down, man. We ain't got no place to be. And number 45. When small children refuse to put their shoes on when you're in a hurry. Those are five not cool things. But you know what is cool? The Mandalorian. I mean, you watching this stuff? I mean, if you're a fan of Star Wars, this is the Star Wars that you've been wanting for the last two decades. And if you thought season one was just a fluke, no, no, nah, man, season two is back and it's whew, still good. Baby Yoda is just as cute as ever. I won't give you any more spoilers, but, you know, watch this stuff, brah. Morning show. I'm station manager Mo. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Matt. And we hope you're listening to us on LTN Radio when we air each weekday morning at 7 a.m. and again at 9 a.m. Central. That's right. You can head over to LTNOnAir.com and see the schedule and also download the Live 365 app on your smartphone device to stay up to date with our shows and enjoy this amazing mix of music that we have throughout the day. Uh, we're going to play a quick round of Who Said It. This time I've got oh, quotes man. from Donald Trump oh. uh, and Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. Uh, I'll read a quote. Mo's going to guess who said it. Uh, you can play along at home. Okay. This one is timed. We've got two and a half minutes to get through 15, I think, 15 or 16 quotes. Okay. Uh, I will try not to read it in their voices. <laughs> it's difficult for right. you. Cheating is a gift man gives himself. Mr. Burns or Donald Trump? Mr. Burns. Correct. Change your attitude and gain some altitude. Believe me, you'll love it up here. Donald Trump. Correct. People love me. And you know what? I've been very successful. Everybody loves me. Donald Trump. Correct. Show me someone without an ego and I'll show you a loser. Donald Trump. Correct. You're the fattest thing I've ever seen, and I've been on safari. Mr. Burns. Good job. (laughs) Family, religion, friendship. These are the three demons you must slay if you wish to succeed in business. Mr. Burns. Correct. The man has no idea how to behave like a billionaire. Where's the dignity? Where's the contempt for the common man? Mr. Burns. Good job. Eternal happiness for one dollar. I'd be happier with the dollar. Oh, man. Mr. Burns. Good job. Well, for once, the rich white man is in control. (laughs) Oh, gosh. (laughs) Mr. Burns? Yes. Oh, gosh. All right. Uh... Unite to win, divide to conquer. Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, the concept of shaking hands is absolutely terrible, and statistically, I've been proven right. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Burns. Wrong. Oh, man. Mm. The Germans are mad at me. I'm so scared. Oh, the Germans. Mr. Burns? Yeah, but it sure sounds yeah. like you know, <laughs> Trump can say. Uh, let's say, 
You will all be spending our day of independence slaving away at my mansion under the hot summer sun without pay, water, or gratitude. Goodness, Mr. Burns. <laughs> I'm a bit of a P.T. Barnum. I make stars out of everyone. Trump. Correct. By building a casino... Uh, oops, sorry. I could tighten my stranglehold on this dismal town. Oh, man. Uh, Burns. Correct. I only got one wrong. You got nearly all those right. You did a real good job. All right. Really good job. I'm proud of myself. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I really wanted to read them all as the character. It's really hard to not put (laughs) Uh the Burns or the Trump voice in there. I could see it. I could see it as you were reading. It's difficult, you know, but to everybody out there who thinks Trump is like the most insensitive, doesn't know how to speak. I mean, just imagine Mr. Burns as our president, mm-hmm. you know, it'd be far worse off. It could always be worse. <laughs> All right. Recently, I joined forces with double A batteries over on his IGTV channel at the real AA batteries to discuss the best Christian albums of 2020 and some more fun stuff. And we want to share a portion of that show with you this morning. Many of these you'll probably have heard of, and some of them you might not have ever heard of. There's several uh, independent artists on here on my list. Um, and you know what? I fully ex- I fully expect that. This is your job, you know? Yeah. Um, so <laughs> I fully expect you, uh, with your knowledge of independent artists and artists I've never heard I've never heard of. So this is going to be a learning. This is going to be a learning experience for me too. Um, just trying to fit. Just. <laughs> also writing down like, oh, I'm, I should check out these ba- this band now. Mm-hmm. You know? So um, how long's your list anyway? Uh, let's see. There's at least, I think I got at least 30 artists on here that I'm going to mention. Maybe more. Mm-hmm. I'll try not to linger too long on many of them. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> see, I did, a, I did a top 20. Yeah. So, and I thought that was too, I thought that was too much. <laughs> I think I think most most of my list is probably about twenty here, and then I have a few artists. Like you said, there are several artists that have been just releasing single after single, mm-hmm. and so I put a few of them on here because a lot of them have gotten at least an EP's worth of singles out this year. Yeah, uh, right. that I'd like to mention. <laughs> uh, my first one on the list, though, is is uh, a very popular artist. Uh, Lecrae came out with his restoration album this year. Yeah. Uh, some of the best stuff I've heard him do since, um, you know, overdose times, you know, but a few, mm-hmm. several albums, zombie drown, uh, with John legend on there, uh, Sunday morning, all of those, Ooh, really good songs. Is that zombie song though? I love that one. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that one on the station yet? The zombie? Uh, I haven't heard it on the station, but I've definitely heard, uh, Lecrae's new album. Yeah. That it's... definitely cracks the top 20 for me. It's um, killer. Because, <laughs> uh, because, you know, I gotta be honest, I'm not. I'm not necessarily a fan of Lecrae's new sound, you know. I, I'm I'm old school like uh, Rebel Day, Rebel Days, and yeah, rehab, yeah, Rehab, Gravity, um, and I, honestly, in my opinion, his best album um, in the past couple years has been Church Close Volume Three. Um, yeah, I'll agree with you there. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really I didn't really like his sound in Anomaly, and his transition into a more modern rap in uh, All Things Work Together. 
wasn't I wasn't really uh, into it that much. But with this out al- with this album though, it's kind of like he fine tuned his new sound. Yeah, and- it's it's like a, a little bit of a little bit of a mixture of the two different versions of Lecrae. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it gives you a bit of that old school still with the new uh, the new feeling he's got. And yeah, I can agree with you there. Mm-hmm. One thing that one thing that I really appreciated was his is his transparency, honestly. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that's in short that's in sometimes in short supply in the Christian music realm. Um, just blunt honesty, it kind of just turns people away automatically. Um, but in that album, he's just fully transparent about what's been going on and in the struggles he's been going struggles he's he's been going through. And I honestly. Um, that I really just appreciated that rawness in this album. Yeah, I agree with you. You want to throw one out? Or are we going to go back and forth? Um, you mind if I throw one out? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, um, this this year now this year alone, there's been a lot of good worship albums mm. uh, as well. Now there now um, there are some that were really really good, but they kind of faded into like uh, general worship type of um, uh, um, music, if you will, where it just seems very typical. We've heard this style yeah. before. Um, but there have been there have been a couple that um, were unique enough to um, really catch my interest. And one of, one of them was actually Carrie Job's The Blessing. Mm. Um, um, see, I've been, a, I've been a fan, I've been a fan of Carrie Joe for a very, very long time. I love her passion. I love her music. And especially in uh, the garden album, she definitely re- she definitely uh, reached a brand of creativity, uh, rather than just going with the typical worship, worship sound yeah. and with the blessing album though. It's two hours, <laughs> two hours of, of, of worship and, and uh, half of the songs are spontaneous. It seems like it seems like just one song just just uh, goes into another, and you don't really notice it. And it seems like the song is like fifteen minutes long, which yeah. is like uh, like <laughs> you know, as I grew, as I uh, you know I started you know back in the day, I always I always thought you know a five minute worship song was too long. Now it, now I think like a five minute worship song is too short. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but what? But what? Um, Carrie Job brought brings to the table is just just a passion, just a passion and a worship and just a creative spirit um, that um, is unheard of for most worship for most worship leaders. Now, uh, there were a lot of like great worship albums, but a good amount of them f- still fit into that mold of worship of the worship sound. But with Carrie yeah. Job. Her unique, her unique sound just rose up just enough to get t- crack in the t- top twenty for me. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I don't have any like worship albums on my list, but uh, if I did, that would definitely be on uh, mm-hmm. one of them. I've heard literally every song of Carrie Job's a dozen times because that's what my wife puts on every time she's cleaning the house or anything like that. My kids have it memorized. Hey, we're gonna clean our room. Okay. Alexa, turn on Carrie Job. That's all. That's all we hear. Uh, but yeah, no, I I, uh, I can agree with you that Carrie Job and Cody Carnes are both uh, two of my favorites when it comes to the worship genre. Cody Car like Cody Carnes released an album this <laughs> at the beginning of the year too. Yeah, and that is that is honestly one of my favorite albums of the year. Now it wasn't unique enough to crack the top twenty. Sure. Yeah. It's like 
for me personally, I judge I judge these albums uh, based on three things: the uniqueness, the qual, the production quality, and did I enjoy it? You know? Yeah. Um, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was well produced, but it wasn't unique. You know, it was yeah. a typical worship album. I highly enjoyed it, though. I agree um, with you. Yeah. So, um, but to be honest, though, there there are definitely a couple worship albums or worship inspired albums out this year. Uh, kind of and kind of uh, it's kind of like the reason being like, you know, I immersed in worship, especially during this during all these like um, the COVID thing, the riots, politi- politics, where it's like I need to find solace here. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so that <laughs> yeah. definitely has influenced the top twenty for me. <laughs> so. Sure, no, I get that. Uh, my next one here, I got uh, I got quite a few rappers here to kick it off with. Uh, the next one is Joshua Luke Smith. Uh, he re- released an album called Beats and Pieces, Volume Two. He is a uh, I believe he's British, British uh, white guy rapper. Uh, very unique sound. Uh, very unique. It's it's his his. <laughs> it's fun to listen to. Yeah. But at the same time, his songs are very raw. Uh, mm. Like you were talking about with Lecrae, I'd say Joshua Luke Smith is even uh, a step above that with the like the realness that he, he talks about, including, uh, I believe it was from this album, one of the songs was uh, basically a letter to a friend who's been contemplating suicide, uh, where him, he's just begging to stay another day kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, just it's... Um, if, if that's not off this album, that's off the first one. But either way, he's got several albums that have come out in just the last few years. This one came out this year. Very unique stuff. I would encourage anybody to to give a listen to. Um, you know, it's it's that thing. It's that it's like the thing with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. You know, it's like you hear his voice. It's like that's a fun voice to listen to. Doesn't matter what he's saying. I just want to hear it. You know. <laughs> now, now is is so Joshua Lucas Smith is his name. Joshua Luke Smith. Luke. Looks yeah. Is mm-hmm. it kind of like uh, LZ7? N- not exactly. Uh, LZ7 tends to go a little bit more kind of electronic with his stuff, uh, while this is more kind of mm, torn down a bit. It's more more bare bones style beats and, and music. Um, and they don't really – I wouldn't say they sound the same at all, no. Mm. But well, LZ7's fun too. LZ7 is just fun all around. Yeah, he's, 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 a, he's an entertaining guy. You know, it's, you know, it's funny. Like a couple of years ago, I saw LZ7. I'm like, oh, he sounds familiar. Then looking more into it, he was part of Worldwide Message Tribe. Um, oh, you know, I didn't know that back in the '90s. So, yeah. Uh, so new thing, jumping in the house of jumping God, in the house of God. Yeah. And uh, frantic, he was he was that rapper. You know. Oh man! Wow. He's been in the game for a while. I did not know that. Yeah. That's cool. All right, what do you got next? So, one, I'll be looking up Joshua Luke Smith then after this. So, um, and, and hello to Jonathan Wright. Um, so, um, my next next one on the list is We the Kingdom, Holy Water. Um, that is honestly, like, that's my first album that I've uh heard from heard from them and they've got a catchy sound they do mm-hmm. have that a radio feel but it's just so well produced and unique enough to crack the top 20 for me it's mm-hmm. like it's got that it's got that um rootsy feel uh that just 
that makes it so unique enough from other worship projects and radio projects that just uh, is so catchy. You know, yeah, it gives um, me gives me the feeling kind of like a of like a worship version of Need to Breathe or something like that. It's just it's yeah, got that kind of yes. that same kind of just wholesome feeling. <laughs> Oh, for, oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, I first, I mean, I first heard of them, like, um, like I always, I always uh, look at like the Dove Awards every year just to see oh who won what and all that stuff. And they won, I, I believe they won like New Artist of the Year one year. So I was like, oh, I wonder. Like, I, I never really found any interest in looking them up. Then I saw them on, saw them on a Bethel album called Peace. Um, and uh they did a cover uh they did a cover of two of their songs on that album um and so that game that um interested me in listening to the whole album and i was i became an instant fan mm. um just their um uh the one song that the one song that i love is ain't no devil got a hold on me or or um, the uh, don't tread on me that's what, yeah the song yeah, yeah 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 that that honestly that reminds me of david crowder Mm -hmm. that reminds me of crowder especially on his american pro prodigal album mm -hmm. uh and i don't know it, it was just an overall well-produced well-produced album absolutely um, yeah all right let's see i got uh i'm gonna jump around not pick another rapper right away uh, <laughs> all right uh this is an independent artist named uh, Cypress, spelled C-Y-P-R-S-S, -S, so no E in there. But originally, earlier in this year, the band's name was Cypress and Co., uh, Cypress and Company. Uh, they released a, an EP called Shadows, and then she's had a lot of singles come out since. Um, this, this artist, uh, and I've had a lot of discussions with her over the last uh, two years, is the the next big thing i mean she okay. is she is this 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 it's it's you know it's a rock sound um it's it's it gives you the same kind of vibes as as uh lacy uh is it strum or sturm i never remember how to pronounce her name sturm. sturm yeah lacy sturm and uh or or the the I don't remember her name at all, but Firefly, the lady who who Dawn leads Firefly. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, it gives you that vibe, like like she's going to be the next one in this in this genre. Yeah. Um, you know, same the same kind of feel as as Viridia right now. Just this really good, uh, heavy, emotional, uh, and also just plain out rocking music. Um, and she plays around with it too. A lot of her, a couple of her recent singles are a little more eighty-ish feel, which uh, which has been a nice, has been a change. Uh, she's you know very up and coming, very new. Doesn't have a full album out yet, but uh, I think there's at least seven or eight songs that she's released this year. Uh, gotta you gotta check her out. Real good stuff. I'm I'm just gonna be repeating these names so I can remember them after uh, yeah. the video's done. Jo uh, John. <laughs> John, uh, John Luke Smith or Joshua Joshua Luke Smith Luke Smith and Cypress. Cypress. I'm probably not going to do with this whole video because be <laughs> <laughs> um, okay next one next one on my list well next one was Lecrae but we already talked about that all right um, uh, the the following one is John Rubin's self titled album yeah at the beginning of this year this was a surprise mm -hmm. for me and for a lot of people like it was mm -hmm. a surprise when. John Rubin came out with an album a couple of years ago. 
and we score <laughs> yeah. in that album. That was right. the biggest thing, you know. That was fun. Oh my gosh! I think everyone thought he would be that done after that. Word. Yeah. Well, John, John went because that wasn't the first controversy. The first controversy with him was with the album even before that, which was yeah. titled "Sex, Drugs, and Self Control." And every radio station refused to play. Like, we can't say the title of that album. <laughs> yep. Yep. Like, yeah. I felt, I honestly felt like ever since, like, The Boy vs. the Cynic, he's become more cynic. Um, True. Ever since. Like, I love that about, album, though. Oh, The Boy vs. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. The Boy vs. the Cynic was fantastic. Mm -hmm. um, like, I heard from that album that um, the label, like, the labels, uh, the label wanted to, uh, either produce the happy album but john ruin wanted to produce the cynic album so they just combined them both just it. it was a long album too yeah so i believe that yeah yeah and honestly i felt that cynic vibe ever ever since yeah like he has been mouth, a little bit more sex drugs and self-control like he's a he he's a he's a rapper but he's not a rapper it's, yeah he's, he doesn't fit the mold honestly he creates right. his own style honestly and this is definitely uh, most evident with his self-titled debut. Like, which I'm gonna be honest, I just found out that it existed a month ago. Oh, like oh, I yeah. completely missed it coming out. Mm -hmm. And then I happened to it happened to be like a coming up music video on YouTube. I'm like, John Rubin, what? There's a whole album here I missed. Yeah, uh, or I guess it was three EPs. Yes. really, that he combined into an album at the end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I def yeah I've heard about that and every every song of the album well produced and just mm -hmm. unique you know mm -hmm. John Rubin and unique go hand in hand yeah honestly he's he's um, definitely got his own his own style that is all him <laughs> and, however honestly this is full cynic though this yes album, this album is criticizing churches christian culture christian music christian music it's just a critique album even a critique of the enneagram uh in one of those in one of those songs <laughs> even. it's it's like it's we're hearing full-on cynic mode from yep. Rubin in this in this album but still the job but but it's still the john Rubin we've grown up with back yeah there, back in the early 2000s and see, they, ooh, I don't remember if it was his first album or the second one, but in one of the songs, he was talking about how, uh, you know, the rap industry's mad that he made their hip hop happy. You know, he was the happy rapper, you know, in the early, early albums. And then, yeah, that's become more cynical. So for my next one, then, I'm going to give you uh, a happy rapper of this generation, and that is Peabod. Yes. My gosh. He just yeah. came out just a couple weeks ago with the Growing Up Part 1. Most of the songs have been released already as singles. He is this generation's like John Rubin slash KJ52 when it comes to like this positive, uplifting thing. I've never listened to a Peabot song and been like, oh, this is like the most innovative rapper I've ever heard. But I've also never listened to a Peabot song and walked away uh, sad. <laughs> Oh my even God. even his sad songs, I walk away happier than I than I was when I first played it. He's he is very uplifting and fun. Like he's the definition of a fun rapper right now, in my he's opinion. A, he's honestly the best elements of KG Five Two and John Rubin put together. Yes. Honestly, <laughs> um, you leave the cynic part from John, John Rubin and just like the 
fun, bouncy creativity yeah. uh, of KJ52, and you got Peabod with his own unique style. Yeah. Um, and honestly, um, <laughs> um, his his EP would be on here, but I kind of I kind of had a, uh, my own uh, my own rules where I wouldn't include EPs. I'm um, sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was, my list would be a whole lot bigger if it included EPs. That's it? true, because about half of these are EPs. <laughs> well, it's like, you can't, really blame, you can't really blame people for that, just because it's like a lot of artists this year released just EPs, though, you know? And well, you know, it's becoming, it's really becoming a trend for, for artists, especially rappers now, to release nearly every single one of their songs as singles. Which I think is smart in this in this digital era now, because when you hit them with a whole album of new stuff, they're gonna pick out one, two, three songs that they really like, and the rest they're gonna kind of forget about. But when you release one at a time, that gives everybody the the ability to just focus in on that one new track each week, and so they can all be you know they can all be hits in your eyes, and eventually you've liked the entire album. You'll go out and buy the whole thing. Uh, yeah, I mean it's it's not it's not a bad not a bad idea for singles and EPs to be the more common thing now. Well, yeah, Peabody did the same thing, releasing three mm -hmm. singles within the past couple months, and then an EP with two extra songs. Mm -hmm. uh, and both of those songs really good that fit yeah. with the theme you know had his wife on that the, that last one which was yeah. yeah the music video for that was beautiful too it was very nice I, I need to catch that music video um i i first heard of peabody with the backpack ep um, mm. and uh, i became an instant fan like he's just so awesome and the growing ep part one definitely the definitely the top uh, the top, definitely in the top ten. If I didn't have the EP, uh, the EP rule and whatever, but yeah. that's just me personally. So, <laughs> all right, I think you're up. Aha! I, I see you sporting the back row radio uh, logo on your hat. Yeah, there's a there's a guy. Poor guy, he's gone now. Yep. <laughs> Rest in peace. So, <laughs> so my next of uh, my next um. On my list, it's number 15, a uh, Red's album Declaration um, that released earlier in the year. Yes, I it was, did. I was pumped. I was so pumped that Red was com coming back with a full-length album. I heard I heard the Evening Hate EP that came out uh, later, like last year. And so um, when they when they said that they were coming out with a lot with a full-length album, I was pumped. And it was, it's not innovative. Or like they didn't try to experiment with any of their songs, like with any of their uh, music. But I think that's for the better. Like they just honed and crafted their original sound and just made their best album since Innocent and Instinct. Yeah, their their sound is already innovative in of in and of itself. It doesn't need to <laughs> doesn't need to evolve much beyond that. Um, yeah, I don't have that on here for some reason. I must have missed that in my going through the list but that's definitely that definitely belongs on the list for sure it's like because i felt like like previous albums um there was like a uh uneven mixture of like screaming and singing mm -hmm. this one varied it so well in each song with the singing and the screaming that i was yeah. that it was just a satisfying album to hear yeah you need to have a good mix of that i agree uh okay well since uh 
since I have so many EPs on here, I'm going to skip those for now. Maybe I'll just run through them all really quickly at the end. Yeah, I'll run through them all at the end here. Uh, but full albums. Let's go here. We got American Arson. I don't know much about this band. I just know this is actually the first album I've ever heard of them, and it might be their first album, period. But they came out with an album called A Line in the Sand. Uh, talks a lot. Uh, well, several of the uh, uh, tracks are uh semi-political semi-social uh issue stuff um but very kind of in a way that rallies you you know to do the right thing you know that kind of uh that kind of you know that kind of album you know (laughs) but uh it's still it was it's really well done uh i need to learn more about them um but yeah american arson a line in the sand gonna be on there for sure um and I'm going to throw one more in there since I don't know anything about them. Uh, <laughs> Fight the Fade uh, came out with an album called In Love, In Hope, and In Peace. I have nearly every single one of the tracks from that album in the station's rotation right now, uh, including a song that was perfect for 2020, and I'm pretty sure they wrote it long before uh, this came out. You know that meme of the – and I don't even know where the actual image is from, but it's a meme of the dog sitting in the thing that's on fire. This is the cup says this is fine. Yeah, they have a they have a song called "Everything Is Fine?" Question mark. And uh, oh. ooh, it is the it is the it is a very unique. I haven't heard a song like like written or sung like this ever. Uh, but I dig it. Uh, so fight the fade in love, in hope, in peace, or just that song. Go go find that song on YouTube. Everything is fine? Question mark. So good. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do a two albums really quickly just because I forgot one uh, okay. beforehand. Um, part of my top ten was Torin Wells' uh, Citizen of Heaven. Um, I actually that. just recently listened to this album. I saw that it released, but I didn't really think much of it until actually, until actually my, do- my daughter uh, listened to it uh, once. Um, and it's, it's, it's her favorite song right now. It's famous for um, and it was in listening to it. I'm like, this is actually really good. So I listened to the full album. I'm like, this is actually a pretty good album and pretty good enough to make it to the top 20. Cause it is, it is uh, Christian contemporary music. It's definitely radio, radio music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very well done. Torin Wells is honestly one of my favorite artists from, uh, on Christian radio. Like he's, he's unique enough where, you know, it's him, you know, mm-hmm. And there was a song he did this year. We got a couple of the songs playing. I don't think we have that latest one in there yet. Um, but a couple of the singles from earlier in the year. One of them, he sounds exactly like Michael Jackson. Like the whole song itself sounded very Michael Jackson genre. I uh, can't remember the title of it off of hand, offhand, but uh, one of his earlier music videos from this year. Uh, yeah. Okay, what was your other one? Yeah, it, like in my opinion, Torn Walls is like the Christian Bruno Mars. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's a perfect um, uh, definition. Yeah. So <laughs> with it, so uh, my my other top my other album that made the top twenty is Chris Tomlin's album, Chris Tomlin and Friends. Yeah, yeah. that's really honestly, good. I'm honestly very surprised that a Chris Tomlin album has cracked the top twenty for me. Um, <laughs> just because, just because, like ever since, and if our God is for us. It's, you know, no criticism to him. You know, writing music is tough, you know. But honestly, he became very repetitive and just went through the motions. 
I felt, mm-hmm. I felt like. And I, and listening to this album, I'm like, this is what, you know? And he had all of these like big country names yeah. coming into, and you got Barrel, and you got the lead singer of Lead to Breathe on here, We the Kingdom, Lady A, and a bunch of other uh, country artists on there. Where I honestly feel like this was a passion project. Uh, from Chris Tomlin. I felt like that he always wanted to make an album like this. Yeah. But, um, he wasn't able to until today because since he since he's one of the biggest Christian artists around today. Mm-hmm. Now he now he has now he has uh he had the um authority to say, you know what, I want to make an album that I want to make. And because mm-hmm. of that, it's one of the best albums I've ever I've heard this year. It's just fun, you know? It's really good. Yeah, it it, it does have that fun aspect to it. it, it it's a little Leans a little country for me, uh, but uh, it's definitely one of the top tier Tomlin albums for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, I'm going to throw two at you Sounds good. because they're related. Uh, Social Club Misfits Feared by Hell just yes. came out. And uh, earlier in the year, Marty of Social Club Misfits came out with Marty for President 2, which didn't have a whole lot of tracks now that I'm thinking about it. It might have technically been an EP. Seven or eight. I think yeah, it was like seven or eight. Yeah. <laughs> but that's got to be an album, yeah. yeah. I didn't say EPM. Yeah. Uh, but both of those, uh, there's, I mean, there's no need to hype them up. Uh, the Social Club Misfits are just phenomenal. Top of the game right now uh, for Christian. That, they're also very fun. Uh, not in the same way, not in the same vein as Peabod, but it's, you know, you're, it's also one of those artists that just make you kind of happier when the song's over, you know. Oh, for sure. <laughs> It's, you know, Social Club Misfits honestly remind me of um, like Christian radio rap, like back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, especially, especially with the with the song that they collabed with Jeremy Camp on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that. I I felt like you know back in the day that would be on Christian radio mm-hmm. um, for sure. Um, and also, it was very well produced. It didn't feel tacked tacked on or anything like that. Jeremy Camp really added to that song. Honestly. Yeah, and it and you know it's Social Club Misfits. It's always going to be a good album, you know. Mm-hmm. And and also like you know Marty's album at the beginning of the year was definitely a breath of fresh air too. Like one of my favorite favorite rap songs of the year. Sometimes I need to talk to God. Um, yeah, was a was just a real contemplative out song for me. Um, but yeah, and then he like broke broke from uh, genre and actually did like a emo pop song on there, which yes. was yeah. fun. <laughs> that was fun too. All right, what you got? Okay, the next one I got is Colony House, "A Leave What's Left Lost Behind." Um, it's just a feel good album, honestly. Mm-hmm. Straight up alternative alternative rock going into pop, but it was just a lot of fun. You know, um, and even like a couple years ago when I looked it up, I'm like, well, hold on here. The lead singer is the son of Stephen Curtis Chapman? Oh, what do you know? And and hearing his voice, you definitely hear some Stephen Curtis Chapman in there. Yeah, but, once you know it, yeah, you can but, hear it. <laughs> but, but here's the thing, though. Colony, it's like Colony House doesn't just doesn't fit into like the contemporary Christian music type of a sound. Their sound is so is so unique and diverse, and this album is just – um, evidence of that. Yeah, it, it, it's just a again another fun album to listen to listen to, and it's very very encouraging and musically di- musically diverse and definitely um, one of the top albums of the year in my opinion. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, let's see. 
All right, I've got three artists here that are Raptors, and I believe they're all independent. Uh, we got Flood Society, just came out with an album called Streets of Faith, which uh, is interesting in that it's a it's like a part two album to an album they did several, several years ago before any of them were believers. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's that. That's a, there's a whole story and backstory with that, and that's that you can uh, anyone listening can go look up. Uh, really good stuff. Nick D, which I'm not sure if he's officially independent or not, but I haven't been able to actually find any label information for him. Uh, but he released an album called "This Can't Be It." Uh, it's he's uh, he's like the he's like a hipster white rapper. It's really it's a really strange genre to put him in, but uh, kind of all his own. Yeah. And then the last one here I got is Josiah. Not the last one I have on the list, but the last one of these three I have is Josiah Williams. Josiah Williams is. Um, are you into wrestling at all? I used to be not not so much nowadays. He's got a YouTube channel called Wrestle and Flow, where he takes. Uh, new and classic um, entrance music to, to wrestlers and makes, makes an entire rap music oh, video wow. about them. Uh, he started doing that and got the attention of WWE. And he is now the social media brand manager for NXT. Oh wow! Uh, the developmental program over there, and so he's he's over there. He even got to actually do hit one of his wrestling flow things in for a wrestler named Adam Cole on NXT in one of their pay per views. He got to walk him in and you know wrap the whole thing the whole way down. Cool. It was really neat. We're really happy that he got to do this because he released an album several years ago called The True Gold, which was a Christian album, but everything was like wrestling. Uh, themed everything was you know yeah. a lot of lot of insider wrestling stuff in there but he released a new album this year mostly written during the quarantine because he got furloughed during this time along with a lot of other employees at wwe uh called thoughts in the shadows and that kind of made him it was about you know a lot questioning about uh you know what's going on this year what are we doing who am i as a person this kind of thing and you know what is god doing right now and uh, kind of coming to that piece, uh, really good album. Everything that he's done is is really good. Uh, he's also a very happy rapper, but uh, also in his own genuine way. Uh, yeah, yeah. But it's yeah. If you're especially if you're a wrestling fan, you'll love uh, Josiah Williams' music. Very cool. We're going to stop right there. There was a good deal more to this discussion. So if you want to hear the whole thing, go follow at the real AA batteries on Instagram and you can see the whole video on his IGTV channel. All right. We're going to take one more break. Don't go anywhere because when we come back, we'll share our latest Twitter poll. I think about face masks. Yeah. Face masks. <laughs> more background morning show to come. Stick around. What up, nerd? We hope you're enjoying the podcast. But did you know that Love Thy Nerd showcases most of their content on LTN Radio First? That's right. Check the schedule and listen to most of our shows before they're available here over at LTNOnAir.com. While you're streaming, you'll also hear the best mix of Christian rock, rap, pop, and indie, and even some content made exclusively 
for our radio listeners. Stream directly from LTNOnAir.com or download the Live 365 app and favorite LTN Radio. And let us become your new daily soundtrack. You'll be glad you did. back to the back row morning show as things are winding down for the day uh but but first we talked about covid safety measures for holidays and there have been some governors saying we should be wearing face masks in our own home and so we wanted to ask do you wear a face mask in your home so the options that we gave you were yes never and only with non-family in your home uh we had 151 people vote on this. Uh, this was one of our shorter polls. Normally they go for 24 hours. This one only went for six hours. Uh, so 151 in six hours is actually quite a lot. So this tells me there are a lot of people that were ready to answer this question. Uh, which one do you think was the number one answer? No, never. Clearly, yes. 81.5% said they will never wear a mask in their own home. Yeah. Uh, how many do you think guessed only with non-family and yes, or guessed, chose? Okay, it was 80 what? 80? 81.5. Okay. That leaves 18.5% so left. Okay, so I'm going to say, oh, I'm going to say 12% said only with non-family and then 8 or whatever Roughly. is left over. Yeah. 6.5, I think. Yeah. Uh, no. 18.5% said only with non-family. We had no votes for yes. Wow. 0%. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> 151 okay, votes, zero for yes. So well, if, that ever becomes, if that ever becomes some sort of standard mandate of wear a face mask in your own home, uh, you can kick rocks because yeah. it ain't going to happen. Nobody's <laughs> going to do it. I actually had a, a lady come and pick up something from my house the other day that she had bought for me, and she showed up wearing her face mask, and I'm standing there talking to her, not even thinking anything of it, you know, and she left, and then I immediately messaged her and said, I'm so sorry if I offended you because I wasn't wearing a mask when you arrived at my home. You know, that that wasn't my intention. I should probably be better about that. And she was like, no, absolutely not. The only reason I was wearing my mask was because I didn't want to offend you. <laughs> okay, good to know. I Thanks. mean, that's a good place to be in, right? Yeah. It's, it's a good mindset to have. Yep. <laughs> so. All right, well, let's end with our verse for the day. Verse for the day is Psalm 112, 1. Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who greatly delights in his commandments. That is going to do it for our show today. Be sure to check out all that we do online at lovethynerd.com. we got amazing articles on all things nerdy as well as this show, LTN Radio, and our other podcasts and videos. If you'd like to directly support our mission and become a financial partner with Love Thy Nerd, and specifically with LTN Radio, then please visit give.ltnradio.com. Love Thy Nerd is a qualifying 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible. And and as always, we're hoping that you follow us on all the socials at at the back row LTN at LTN on air and at love thy nerd and the back row morning show has its own Facebook group community for Christian humor back row Baptist church. So search us out and join in on the fun. Lastly, just in case you ever miss a day, find the back row morning show on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon podcasts, all the podcast places, subscribe, rate five stars and leave a review something along the lines of you don't need a face mask to listen. We'll be back tomorrow morning right here on LTN radio at 7 a.m. Central with an encore at 9 a.m. Have a great day. Hey, Mo, what's your final thought? 
ditch the mask. Ooh, controversial. And remember, if nobody else tells you, we promise that it's true. Jesus loves you, nerd. Nerd.